Out comes McDavid, charging down the ice. He's got a stick. He's in. Backhand. Score. A beauty. One year, one and a half year here. Uh, get me more confidence. For sure, I'm stronger and faster. And I feel like I'm growing up for person and player a lot. Feels like I'm like ready to get the new step for the NHL. Now McDavid across the drive circle. Scores! 100 points for Leon! Uh, we could learn from what we went through and everyone's pissed off about it. I think that's the best way to, to describe it, but there's a taste in everyone's mouth that's very, um, you know, that no one likes. We need to find a way to, to not have that taste, and, and we've had it four out of five years here, so we know we need to be better. Hello, hello, welcome to the Locked On Oilers podcast for this Tuesday, April 6th. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1260. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hernan the Man and at Lock On Oilers. On today's show, yeah, we'll get into a, a funny little segment that we'll do maybe a couple times a week where we'll uh, bring up a, a good discussion and break it down. And I'll get to all that here in a bit. We'll also hear from Dave Tippett in the third segment, get to who's sizzling and who's fizzling and all that fun stuff. But first, First, we must recap last night's game. Disappointing loss. I'll say this on the post-game show on TSN 1260. Uh, fans were angry as, uh, last night. Uh, the, uh, a lot more angry than, than I expected. But let's get right to it. Let's recap the order. 3-2 overtime loss last night down there in Montreal. I mean, the first period, a little lethargic by the Edmonton Oilers. Throughout the game, kind of sloppy, choppy. Like, it's just they couldn't, sometimes they couldn't get passes. They couldn't get the puck under control. But, um, I mean, they were able to find the goal there late in the first period and late in the second period as J.J. Carr on a great play, individual effort there, fine shore, backdoor, and uh, gives the Oilers a one nothing lead uh, to finish off the first period. Uh, I think with two minutes left to go, the Oilers only had two shots on net. And then by the time that first period ended, they had five. And Shore had to start of the season for a one nothing lead. Second period as well, a little bit back and forth. The Montreal was the better team. But Darnell Nurse on the power play with 11. 11 seconds left. Gives them a 2-0 lead. And you're thinking, holy smokes. The Oilers are going to roll to another impressive win here when they weren't at their best. But uh, no. Uh, to start that third period, 145 in. Josh Anderson cuts the lead to 2-1. And another blown play by Caleb Jones. And we have to say it. Uh, he gets caught behind the net in no man's land. Bears got to go out the corner to try to break up the play. And Caleb Jones is late to Anderson in front of the net, and it is 2-1. And then, listen, Darnell Nurse has been fantastic this season. Fantastic. But with the puck on his stick, that giveaway leading to Thomas Tatar's goal at 523, the tying goal for his eighth of the season, that can't happen. And it's going to happen. In, 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 I mean, these guys are not perfect. They're not gonna, they're not gonna play great games all the time. And even though Darnell Nurse was pretty good for most of this game, that giveaway cannot happen. And uh, it was 2-2. Porter's got uh uh, I mean, back and forth, sure, for the remaining of that period. The Oilers only had three shots in that third period, so not a lot going. Montreal only had seven. And then in overtime, I'll say this, too much of Dreisaitl McDavid. I, and they're great. Obviously, you want them out there a lot more than you want any other forward on your team. But on the second go-around for that duo, you saw Dreisaitl was tired. He was making bad reads, bad decisions with the puck. Sometimes just kind of give him more of a rotation, and it's going to benefit you. Yeah, the Oilers, like 
like those guys out there. They usually score pretty quick or the Oilers get scored on quick. But yesterday you saw that coming. And of course, the new guy in his debut, Eric Stahl, scores the OT winner on a good shot. I mean, you want to call it a good shot or one that Mike Smith should have had? I, I'm kind of split on that. I thought it was a little bit of both, if that's even possible. But the Oilers, they still pick up a point. I mean, it's not the end of the world. I get it. They fall now to 23-14 and 2, 48 points. They're in third in the North Division. The Habs improved to 17-99, 43 points. They remain fourth in the division. Calgary lost again. Can pretty much stick a fork in them. They are done. But yeah, I mean, you got to be more. I, the others, they just can't figure out this team. And again, they shut down 97 and 29. They have zero goals against uh, the Montreal Canadiens so far this season. And have combined for what now? Four points? Assists? So Montreal doing some good work. Got to give them credit. Got to give Carey Price credit as well. The bad in this game... Uh, the two Oilers uh, defensemen there that I that led to those goals, Nurse with the bad giveaway, Jones kind of in La La Land there, not knowing where to be, uh, led to those two goals. So you get frustrated of that. Gallagher, bad news for the uh, Montreal Canadiens as it was announced last night that he has a broken thumb and he's out weak. So that's unfortunate for the Montreal Canadiens. Everybody loves Brendan Gallagher the way he plays, but he is out now. And then how about the officiating? Holy smokes. That's a crock of crap. Even Gretter says it, man. Like, Dreisaitl mauled by Philip Deneau, no call. Then he's tripped. Blatant trip. Right in front of the ref, no call. Like, stop... These game managements, man, these these refs, I don't know if they're terrified now because of the Tim Peel situation, but that was embarrassing. Those two officials should be embarrassed. And it wasn't just for the orders. Both sides had blatant calls missed, and it's that can't happen. I don't care if Montreal got a power play, then Edmonton, and then there's another penalty that should be called, and you don't call it because it's even at 1-1 right now. Or you missed one on Toffoli or whoever. That's why you don't call one on Drysaddle. Call the damn game by the book. Enough with this, man. These officials are awful. If I was the head of officiating, and yeah, you back up your guys 100%. But at the same time, holy smokes, am I saying, like, what the hell are you guys doing? Call the penalties. They're penalties. Like, it is terrible, the officiating in the NHL. And I think it's gone worse since Tim Peel's situation. I do. Terrible. Terrible officiating last night. And, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? They, they, listen, it's not the reason the Oilers lost the game. They, they had two bad reads. That cost them the game. And in overtime, they had tired guys on the ice. That's why they lost the damn game. But the officiating has to improve. Let me know what you thought of last night's game. We got, um, and yesterday, they did add a game to the Oilers schedule. As now, Friday's Ottawa game was moved Thursday. So, the Oilers will go tomorrow and Thursday in Ottawa. 3 o'clock start time tomorrow, 5 o'clock on Thursday. And then they'll get the Calgary Flames as well on Saturday. So add a game to the order schedule as the Vancouver Canucks continue to get their games postponed and that's going to happen here for a little while longer. So yeah, expect even early next week the orders to get some games added as well. All right, guys, let me know what you thought of the game, the officiating, uh, the two bad goals by the Edmonton orders to give up. Uh, why is Montreal able to contain McDavid and Dreisaitl so well if they combine for four points in the five games? Montreal taking it to Edmonton in the season series. Gallagher out and uh, yeah, so let me know on Twitter at her and the man and at locked on oilers coming up next we'll get to a break it down segment here as we'll talk willie Lagason or caleb jones should be a fun discussion and we'll also get to some news from the day and uh, it's a busy schedule in the nhl this is the locked on Oilers podcast with hernan salas chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do it yourselfers rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear 
Bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. It's the Locked On Oilers podcast, and I'm your host, Fernand Salas. On this Tuesday, April 6th, Oilers coming off a 3-2 overtime loss. Still pick up a point, and uh, just the way Calgary is going, what's going on in Vancouver, you got to think these four teams are your playoff teams in the North Division. Now it's just about seeding and all that fun stuff. So, uh, I mean, never uh, never assume anything, <laughs> but it's... Uh, a little safe to 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 think that these four teams are, are going to roll into the playoffs here um, as the season winds down. Let's get to some news of the day. How about this one? Carey Price day-to-day with a lower body injury injured in last night's game. He will not be with the team. He will not travel with the team to Toronto. Uh, so Jake Allen expected to get uh, a little bit of a workload here. Well, it's day-to-day, so it doesn't seem like it's too serious. Taylor Hall will be scratched tonight as a precautionary step ahead of the trade deadline and please don't bring up the order in Taylor Hall because I feel like slapping you. It's not going to happen, order fans. How in the hell will they bring in Taylor Hall? Please explain that to me. And don't say Chris Russell, Caleb Jones, and a third. The orders have no money. Who are you sending out? Don't say Chase on. Don't say James Neal because none of those are realistic. None of those. Nobody wants those guys. So stop with the Taylor Hall and Edmonton stuff. It's going to be fascinating to see where he goes. If he does up in Edmonton, I will eat a shoe on my podcast. <laughs> and that's how confident I am because there's no way that's happened. I mean, never say never. We've seen uh, more bizarre trades and, and surprising trades, of course, but I, I don't see this one happening. But Taylor Hall being held out as he's 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 going to be on the move and it's going to be fun to put some money on where he ends up. Hey, how about that? And then uh, <laughs> Tristan Jari, former Edmonton Oil King, is back between the pipes for the Penguins tonight. Uh, he missed a few games there with a, uh, with an injury. He was always day-to-day, but uh, Casey DeSmith uh, took some, some games there, played well, but Tristan Jari returns between the pipes. So check your fantasy lineups if you do have Tristan Jari. Nine games in the NHL tonight. The Penguins are in New York to take on the Rangers. Flyers are home to the Bruins. It's the Panthers and Hurricanes from Carolina. The Lightning are on the road in Columbus. Detroit hosts the Nashville Predators. Chicago takes on the Dallas Stars. Anaheim is on the road in San Jose. And of course, the one postponed game for tonight, Winnipeg and Vancouver. All right, guys, let's get to it. I was talking about Will Legison or Caleb Jones. Who should be the main guy to stay in the lineup here going forward? They're both flesh shot defensemen, and they're both young guys, but it's time to break it down. All right, guys, Willie Lagesson has been sitting out the last couple of games here as Caleb Jones drew back in the lineup. And uh, Caleb Jones has played. And listen, I, I Willie Legison, 25 years old. Caleb Jones, 23. Both guys played, uh, have played many games for the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, Willie Legison has 25 NHL games of total um, experience, whereas Caleb Jones has played 79. And listen, Caleb Jones was my Caleb Jones was my uh, breakout player this season for the Edmonton Oilers. I was obviously I'm wrong because he's he struggled this season. But uh, in 17 games this season, Legison has two points and is a plus one. 19 games this season. And Caleb Jones has one assist and is a minus four. Time on ice. Legacy is at 14.08. Caleb Jones is at 13.34. And shorthanded time on ice because both guys play shorthanded uh, minutes. 
Willie Legginson's at 1808. Jones, 1058. Now, the points, we need these guys. We're going to put up a ton of points and all that. Plus, minus, you take it with a grain of salt, sure. I mean, Legginson's look better in that category. But for me, I think Willie Legginson has to be the regular in this lineup. Play your best lineup. You saw Caleb Jones. And listen, the orders didn't lose because Caleb, well, I mean, Caleb Jones, again, was caught out there for a goal. Was he at fault? Yes, he was. He was part of the problem. He gets caught behind the net, really marking no one. Anderson beats him to the front. Bear commits to, to the guy in the corner and it's 2-1 and that's a big goal because it's early in the game but Caleb Jones has struggled mightily this season mightily now the argument is Caleb Jones skates better check Caleb Jones moves the puck better check Caleb Jones probably brings you more offense in the long run check Caleb Jones in the in the defensive zone x because he is a mess he is Will Legison Caleb Jones is the better skater no doubt about it. Better passer, no doubt about it. He's way better in the defensive zone. And as a defenseman, that's what matters to me most. Because both both guys are not going to be big point getters. I don't see him being big point getter. Both guys are going to play five on five minutes, and both guys are going to kill penalties. And we've seen Caleb Jones struggle killing penalties as well. So for me... When you're looking at the top six and you're looking to lock down a playoffs, when you're looking to the playoffs, for me, it's simple on the left side. It's Darnell Nurse, Willie Legison, and Chris Russell. Slater Cuckoo, I know there's a few articles out there saying he might be ready to go by then, well, but let's just leave that out right now. He hasn't played hockey in a long, long time. Let's not put him in this. But that's my starting left defenseman. Why? Willie Legison's a better fit with Adam Larson. Chris Russell and Larson, have, they played a few good games together. They, they can be hit and miss at times. Larson's really stepped up this game, but I love him with the young Swede. Same country, kind of the same style, physical. And just simple, get the puck out. And Chris Russell, I have him again. And a lot of people, yeah, but Chris Russell, blah, blah, blah. Chris Russell blocks a ton of shots. He can move the puck to a certain extent. And he's simple in the heart he has. And he's good in his defensive zone, which what he's supposed to be. Again, you're not going to get the points from him, sure. But I think him with Ethan Bear, another good balance. Offensive, defensive guy. Your top unit, I mean... Uh, an absolute stud in Darnell Nurse with Tyson Berry, who's more offensive. And then you got your shutdown pair with the two Swedes. And then you got a good little mix there between Bear and Russell. And one more thing here on, on Legas and why I want him in. He's better with Larson. Larson started off really bad. He was paired with Caleb Jones. Both guys were struggling mightily. The move was made. I've really liked Larson with Willie Legison. Secondly, probably I put Russell with Larson. I think they've been good okay but jones and larson just don't work they struggle it's just something that doesn't work and it's not all on caleb jones it's just sometimes duos don't work <laughs> you have to move on from it so that's another reason why i prefer Lagason as well he's fit the best with adam larson for me it's Lagason over caleb jones right now just because of the defensive play caleb jones has been out there far too often costing the orders gold and and dave tip has always said he likes to keep guys fresh or he's sitting out too long no play your best damn lineup the jets do it winnipeg jets what they play 18 19 games with the same lineup has it hurt them no they're in second place in the north division has it hurt the orders resting guys and no it hasn't either because they're in third place but at the same time i want to see lagus in here down the stretch more than i want to see caleb jones this is not the year to to let caleb jones find his game go out there and win try to get uh, home ice try to finish top in the division but stop trying to let guys find their games has caleb jones improved as the season's gone on 100 he has he has he's gotten better but he's still having those brain farts in his defensive zone Kind of what we used to see with Clefbaum and Nurse when they were young as well. So I'm not writing this guy off, but I'm saying for this year, if you ask me Legison or Caleb Jones, for me, Willie Legison is in your top six and Caleb Jones comes in if there's an injury. 
That's it. And that's where I'm at with that. You let me know who you would want to see here in the top six as a regular between the two young guys. Caleb Jones or Willie Legison. Legison, 25-year-old. Caleb Jones, 23-year-old. This is not a thing where I don't want Caleb Jones and trade him. No, I'm saying for this year, the last month of the season, you want home ice, you want first place, play your best down lineup. And that right now is Legacy over Jones. Will Jones maybe in three, four years be better? Maybe. We don't know that. But so far, his skating and his passing are better, but he's costing your team goals. We're legacy. He's had a few blunders here and there, but he's been solid throughout. And he's been a damn pleasant surprise. So let me know on Twitter, at Hernandeman and at Locked On Oilers. Jones? Or Legison on the left side. All right, guys, coming up next, we'll get to who's sizzling, who's fizzling, game cliches, and Dave Tippett. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. The NHL is well underway, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore and get in on the action. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. All right, last segment here. Let's fire it up with that segment. I like both guys, okay? Don't come at me. I like both Legison and Jones, but I, I go with the uh, with the Swede right now. I do, and uh, I'm intrigued to, to hear the feedback as well. Uh, let's get to uh, the head coach as he met with the media today as the Oilers practice ahead of their game versus the Ottawa Senators. Note the start time tomorrow, 3 o'clock. So if you're at work, uh, make sure to PVR it, and then we'll see if the Oilers can continue to dominate the Ottawa Senators. Of course, we'll set it up tomorrow nice, bright, and early uh, as it is an early game. All right, let's get to Dave Tippett. As like I said, he met with the media today, and let's start off. Uh, I brought it up in the first segment. The officials were absolutely a, a Atrocious yesterday, and Dave Tippett was asked the frustration uh, level when he came to the officials. It, it is frustrating to watch, and you know, especially uh, especially McDavid. And just there's so many penalties on him that don't get called, but it is what it is. You just have to deal with it, and move on. Yeah, no doubt. It's and it wasn't even on, like there's a few on McDavid, but the two blatant ones on Leon Drysaddle was an absolute joke, and those refs should be embarrassed with their performance last night. More Dave Tippett here as the seasons rolled on. His teams played well. I mean, they've been able to bounce back after losses, uh, but coaches always want to see improvements you can go anywhere from individual players to get them up and running to you know structure to special teams to you know there's there's a lot of things that you're trying to trying to tweak and you're and you're still in the you're kind of evaluating you try some different things here and there just subtly to see how they work and just gives you a little bit of you know something to put in the bank if the situation comes up you might have to go to a a different uh different look or try a different player in a different situation. So all those things, basically you're just trying to evaluate how your team is doing and different, all the different parts of the game. And, and when you get into, uh, you know, a certain game, you can use that to your advantage. A couple more from Dave Tippett here as uh, Alex Stalock has been activated. He's been with the team. He's been practicing. Uh, will we see him on this road trip? Uh, we'll see. He's, he's working hard to get back up to speed. I'll have a conversation with Swartz, but right now there's no plans of it. Yeah, so we'll wait and see what happens with uh, Mr. Alex Taylock there. I, I have a feeling in my belly that uh, we're going to see him in one of these Ottawa games. I do, and it's not. A, I'm not trying to take a shot at Koskin or anything, but they want to see what he can do. And um, if he gets the okay from the goaltending coach, Schwartz, um, I think we're going to see Staylock tomorrow or on Thursday. I could be wrong, but I'd like to see it. Anyways, uh, and this last question, a uh, couple good questions from DVD. He asked the Staylock one there and, uh, and the officials one, and also asked this one. I think we're going to have questions on this the rest of the week. Trade deadline day is approaching, and um, 
if he's talked to Kenny Holland uh, leading up to deadline day? You know, we've talked here and there a little bit, not a lot. I think Ken and his staff are, are you know, working right now. And uh, if something out there that he thinks might help our team comes along, I'm sure he'll bring that to our staff. But right now, it's it's pretty quiet. That was Dave Tippett meeting with the media earlier today. You heard on Stay Lock on what his team needs to improve on, a kind of deadline day approach, and on the uh, atrocious officiating in last night's game. They order to lose 3-2. Devin Shore did score as well as Darnell Nurse. I, I missed on my uh, prediction for Kyra getting a goal, but he did get a point, and he was pretty good in that game. And uh, let's get to the fun stuff. Let's get to who's sizzling. And I just brought him up. It's going to be Jujar Carroll. One point, plus one, six hits, two blocks. I thought he was one of the more engaged players. I thought he made a brilliant play on the goal to Devin Shore. So Jujar Carroll, for the first time uh, this season, gets Hernandez. Who's sizzling? Who's fizzling? I'm a fan of this guy. I know my my partner on the post-game show, Tommy Gazzola, is, but Gaetan Haas played 507 yesterday. What the hell does that happen? Uh, he was a minus one. He's, I mean, you could have picked uh, Jones or Nurse for their for their uh, turn. Uh, well, Jones is Reed and then uh, the Nurse turnover, but overall, I didn't think they were terrible, terrible. I don't think Gaetan Haas was, but when you play 507, obviously, coach wasn't feeling you, and you were still a minus one in only five minutes, so my who's fizzling also for the first time is uh, Gaetan Haas. Let's get to the game cliche for the game and uh yeah my insider who uh, was with the team sent me this like i said it's uh obviously what was that like i said it's uh obviously yeah like i said obviously we blew a two goal lead in the third period and then uh it was a longer overtime than we're probably used to here in edmonton because when the two big guys started off they usually finish it off early but that one went late and uh they were tired and they got caught and uh, Eric Stahl made a good shot, and uh, Mike Smith was beat, and uh, it was a 3-2 win for the Montreal Canadiens. Like I said, obviously, yeah, you guys blew it, and Montreal owns you so far this season, so they got to find a way to start beating this team here uh, going forward, and uh, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. I know yesterday on the post-game show, we were, uh, one gentleman kept coming at us like, they don't beat any of the playoffs team. They're 4-2 and two against Winnipeg this season. 4-2. and two. I, they, What do they have? Three wins against Toronto. Yeah, the record's not what it should be. Toronto, that three-game sweep really elevated the, the record there, obviously, and yeah, Montreal's taking it to them. 4-1, and one, but it's not like the Oilers have haven't beaten good teams. Calgary, Vancouver. I'm surprised by Calgary, but the Oilers have owned Calgary as well. Vancouver, it's, it's always tough against Vancouver so for some reason for the Edmonton Oilers, but they've beaten every team in the NHL. I mean, sorry, not the NHL, the North Division. So can we just enjoy that they're in third place and they're pretty close to locking down a damn playoff spot and we have to complain about who they're beating and who they're not? Yeah, of course you want it to be Montreal and Toronto a lot more, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. Those are two very good teams. Give them credit as well. Don't always just put it all on the Oilers. Do the do do the big two have to be better against Montreal? Hell yes, but they've been so dynamic against everyone else. <laughs> like you could give them a break here. So uh, they still got a point and two games against Ottawa. You should get four. I don't want to. I don't want to be too confident over there. You know that team. Ottawa is playing better. Their record outside of Edmonton is pretty damn good, and they're a feisty bunch. They're a young group, and they're playing with house money. So I expect these two games to be a little tougher than what we've seen in the previous. Uh, what is it? Seven. So yeah, the Oilers get set to take on the Ottawa Senators tomorrow, three o'clock puck drop. I'll try to get the podcast out early in the morning so you can have a nice little uh, pregame. Uh, 
something to listen to uh, pregame uh, before the Oilers afternoon game. All right, guys, this has been a fun podcast. Let me know your thoughts on last night's game. Let me know on our break it down segment. Uh, Legacy or Jones for you down the stretch here in your top six for the Edmonton Oilers. And did you like uh, my who's sizzling, who's fizzling? Let me know on Twitter at Hernandeman and at Locked On Oilers. All right, guys, once again, thank you for all the downloads. Appreciate all the support. Don't forget to download and subscribe on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes for the Locked On Oilers podcast and my producer Juanito. I am Hernan the Man talking Los Petroleros. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Chat tomorrow. 